And welcome to the pilot episode here of Community Rewatching 101. Yes, it's yet another Community Rewatching show. We're going to go episode by episode through our favorite TV sitcom here, NBC's Community. Six seasons and hopefully a movie at some point. Hi, I'm Justin, and with me are three of the most excellent co-hosts a man could ever ask for. We've got Heather, Al, and Thomas. Hello. Hey. Hey there. So, a little bit of background for the show and who we are. Actually, who we are is a collection of a couple of us worked together on a website called Mutant Reviewers. It was a cult, it still is, a cult movie reviews website for several years. We never actually got together. We never actually talked before tonight. This is our very first night talking. So myself, Heather, and Al all worked on that site, whereas Thomas was on the outside ticking on the glass, you know, saying, please let me in, please let me in. And now we're finally letting him in. He's actually a, a well-liked YouTuber, and he we put out this project, and he said, yeah, that sounds really great. I want to join you guys. So... I love community. I've I've loved the idea of doing a rewatch show. I was kind of curious if anybody else would be on board, and I was kind of bowled over. You guys were excited about it. Why would you say yes to this kind of project? I'm well, very very bored. <laughs> I didn't know this was a cult. Actually, I didn't know you were cultists, so I'm finding out that for the first time. Bit of a There's concern. A dress code and everything. <laughs> but yeah, community is such a unique, special show. So, and it's been a long time for me. Actually, it's been I haven't seen rewatched any of it since it was airing so i i'm gonna be the like old man who can't remember anything about the show in this dynamic you're gonna be the pierce <laughs> i'm the pierce oh, no. oh dear let's see what kind of jokes i make all right <laughs> so the idea here is that every episode of this podcast save for this very first one our pilot episode we're going to be going taking a single episode of community and we're going to go episode by episode through the show but this time, we just kind of wanted to talk and let you guys get to know us, let us get to know each other. And so we want to introduce ourselves to you. So I'll start off. Uh, my name is Justin. I am a senior pastor here in Western New York, and I'm a, I'm a dork through and through, always have been. I've loved writing uh, cult movie reviews for mutant reviewers. I still do that. I also write professionally for a MMO website called massively overpowered uh, i do podcasts there and i do another podcast called battle bards which is about mmo music so this is actually my first like tv slash film slash any other sort of medium type of podcast uh, that i'm doing and i got into community way back in the day my i had some kids at a camp i was going to and they were talking about it, it was during the first season they're like you know pastor justin you gotta watch this new show I said, what is it? They said, it's called Community. But then they couldn't really tell me what it was about for some reason. So I checked it out and I thought, I mean, Heather now know this. Like PCU is my all-time favorite movie, which is a college comedy movie. And I, I finally found a TV show that was worthy of that dorky, goofy, feel-good, silly, whatever-goes kind of college attitude. And for me, you know, like 20 years removed from college right now, I miss like some of that college experience. So I feel like I kind of got it back from this show and I've loved community ever since. Great. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Al and uh, I am an uh, academic advisor at a small college in Connecticut, which uh, community very much endeared itself to me working that job for the last decade. I found the show originally 
because, well, I heard about it as that new show with Chevy Chase. And it really kind of popped on my radar after about a season because it kept showing up in articles and dialogues, mostly in opposition to The Big Bang Theory, which was a show that I really wanted to love and never quite gave me the stuff that I wanted. And the way that those, well, everything kind of always boiled down to that The Big Bang Theory was a show about weird, obsessive, geeky people, but Community was a show for and by weird, obsessive, geeky people. Here, here. So it became something that really showed up on my must-watch list, and then ultimately I heard, hey, they do an episode where they play Dungeons & Dragons the entire time, but all it is is them sitting around the table playing Dungeons & Dragons. And I said, oh, I need to find this show. And that was that was it, and from then on I was hooked, and uh, yeah, it, it's been love ever since. I'm Heather. I'm from Kentucky, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, working IT support for a healthcare software company here. I do still love to watch movies. I don't watch them as much as I used to. Um, one of the reasons why I didn't—I haven't written as many reviews on Mute Reviewers lately, but I'm going to push myself and get back into it. Someone told me about a movie called Southland Tales that I've never seen, but the trailer looked wild. And one particular scene they showed me. I don't know. Have you guys heard of that movie? I've heard of it. Okay. I haven't seen it. Heard of it, but not seen. I, I'm going to watch it and write a review. I feel like it's the kind of, it's exactly our thing. But um, as far as community goes, I have a similar experience to Al, where it just kept being on my radar due to seeing mentions of it online. I have a friend who's a huge fan, and she would gush when we would see each other in person. She'd talk about it on Facebook. And I actually went to community college. Like, I spent my, I'm trying to say first two years as if I went to college longer than that, but I didn't. I, I did my two years of community college. I took a couple of courses um, after that online. But community college was my whole experience. So I was like, hey, maybe this will be something I can relate to. And then uh, it's funny Al mentioned the D&D episode because that's actually what I was going to say is my favorite one. Um, my husband and I were on a trip and we were wanting to watch some things. So we were watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and he picked like, he looked up on some site, what are the best episodes of Community? Because there's just so many. So he was like, what are the best ones? And that one came up in the list and we both loved it. And I was like, oh, I have to see more of this show. That's a great episode. And I think that's the one that Netflix just pulled. Oh, no. Because they found it somehow offensive that uh, Chang w did drow face. Yeah, it's the blackface joke. Be, uh, but it was blue. He was blue. It's like, mm, okay. Yeah, That's they do still. They do still have everything on Hulu and on Amazon Prime. So the episode does exist in in other places. Oh thank goodness. Yeah, I, I bought I bought all of them. I don't want to. I don't ever trust streaming services <laughs> to keep my stuff anymore. Smart man. Hi, I'm Thomas. I'm uh, in. Uh, I'm in Australia, and uh, I am here mainly because I'm a massive fan of Justin uh, and his podcasts. I am. I'm just going to be oh gushing over I'm Justin sorry. this whole time, <laughs> and uh, and his and his work at Massively OP. Oh, I'm just. I'm a secret fan, dude. Uh, I have to pay you every time you compliment me. Please take it right. down. Every single episode, man. And let's see, what am I? I'm I'm a bit of a bit of an actor, bit of a wannabe filmmaker, YouTuber. Um, do a lot of that, drama tutor. And 
I don't remember exactly how I got into community. I guess I heard about it. It seemed like a popular show around season two or season three was airing. Um, and I gave it a shot quite skeptical because I didn't know much about what it was. And of course, if you're just looking from afar, it looks like a quite uh, two dimensional, colorful kind of simple sitcom with kind of cutesy characters. Um, but then, of course, it's uh, not that at all. And man, what a ride. Um, so glad I found it early and got to enjoy the whole experience of the show. And uh, well, and I enjoyed the drama of the show coming out as well. I feel like Community is a bit like a... Um, it's an auteur show like Twin Peaks. And it's got some exciting drama behind the scenes. So I enjoy that as well. Dovetailing off of that, what makes Community special like what is it if you had to tell people about this show and you're kind of gushing about it and they're like okay it's a sitcom i've seen a lot of sitcoms what what would you say like what makes this show special i have some i have some opinions on this one i feel like it's a show that isn't interested in looking for an audience it's a show that I, almost right out of the gate feels like it knows what it is and it isn't going to try and talk down to its audience. It isn't going to try to over-explain. In fact, it's maybe sometimes it's going to under-explain and rely on you to have the knowledge of pop culture or, or just you know, obscure movies or weird references. Or you know, I, I feel like it's one of the shows that were early on wanted you to watch the episode a couple of times because you might miss something or might see things in the background. And that is that that level of intelligence and trust in its audience was very was much much rarer 10 years ago than it is now, but but even now isn't something you see nearly enough. Yeah, I don't know if you guys will probably have other references that you could compare community to, but particularly of its time, I feel like its community and Arrested Development were kind of the only two shows I know of that were doing such clever, self-referential kind of shtick, um, where, as you say, Alan, it's uh, a lot more common now. We're in a post-Rick and Morty world. Um, <laughs> but at the time, it was so unique in that respect. I always loved the fact that out of... I mean, if you really look at all of college movies and college TV shows, Community sticks out like a sore thumb because of its cast. It's, you know, all, all other ones are always about, what, teenagers, right? 18, 19-year-olds going to college for the first time. Or, you know, 20-somethings pretending that they're teenagers in that going. And so, and really all it is is like, hey, we're going to join a frat and we're joining a party. And and for me, it's like, that's not what college is about. I've gone to college and yeah, that's that's part of the experience, but part of it's sitting around doing Dungeons and Dragons and, and talking with your friends and going on goofy adventures. But I also love the fact that this is a community college where the core group here, the Greendale 7, is a very diverse group of, you know, age range. We have, you know, we have some younger people, we have some middle-aged people, and we have the peers. You know, so we got age ranges, we have different ethnicities, we have different perspectives. And, you know, like that, that's a really cool idea for a college show because otherwise you got like undeclared where, you know, it's a, it's a good show, but everybody's always in the same age range and they're always focused on... Yeah, we need to get, you know, I need to find that one person to fall in love with. And, you know, that's the, that doesn't seem like that's the main focus of community. They have relationships, but they're almost disposable, the romantic relationships in comparison to just like, we just want to talk about being this 
found family that has come together almost through accidental and manipulative means. And suddenly we become this weird, crazy family that's starting to learn and grow together and being there for each other. Build off of what Thomas said, he, he mentioned Arrested Development, which is probably what I would say might be my favorite TV show, at least my favorite comic TV show. The witty writing, the dialogue is just so smart and funny, and as well as the, uh, the running jokes that they have on that show really remind me a lot of Arrested Development in ways. I mean, it, they're very different shows, too, but I love those aspects of it. It also came on the heels of uh, what I think we're still referring to as kind of a golden age of television with the Breaking Bad and all the HBO and AMC stuff, which I feel like Dan Harmon's so interested in just television itself. And uh, and it's just so jam-packed with references to other television and genres and such. And um, that's part of the reason I'm excited to rewatch it now. I think I'll be able to get a few more references I did than I did uh, a decade ago. Yeah, because we're going to be hitting it with four different perspectives. That's that's cool. Like I've I've always had my one perspective, but my wife's never been interested in watching this. My kids are too young, so it's really kind of fun. I love this idea of sitting down with you guys and talking about it every couple weeks. Aww. Damn, this is this is all to feed my own my own selfish desire. You're the best, Justin. I know, we so egotistical. <laughs> so our next question is: What is your favorite main character? I'm talking like either one of the Greendale Seven, or we'll even include like one of the ma- main characters that came in later, or Dean, or Chang. Um, which which one do you like like the best? Which is who do El you stand Tigre. for that? El Tigre. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Senior Chang. Senior. Senior Chang. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Senior Chang. Why do you like him? Oh, I love his hateful attitude. He just cracks me up. I didn't. I actually, he reminds me of a high school teacher I had rather than any one I had in, col- in community college. Just hateful and snarky i i love him i never i never stop cracking up every time that episode rolls around where he sends somebody in to announce to the class that he's dead and then he comes in and he's got that song senor chang cannot be killed (laughs) what is wrong with you doesn't that actor have a phd like yeah he's a doctor he's an actual real doctor He's a super smart guy who just decided, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take on a job where I'm going to lather up my speedoed body with butter and dive through vents after a monkey. What's the, what is he doing these days? I feel like he was everywhere for about 5 I minutes. And then I don't know the last time I saw him. Did he, he does he a podcast with Joel McHale. All right, so so uh Heather, that's your favorite character. He's he's my favorite. I guess I was considering him a side character. Would you? He's not one of the main He's in the opening credits. He's in the opening credits, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, sure, we'll go with him. My my other choice would have been Abed after that. You can have a runner-up. We'll allow... Judges allow runners-up. That's fine. Abed's pretty cool. Cool, cool, cool. Abed's my runner-up, too, I'd say. Um, Danny Pudi's just a genius. Have any of you been watching Mythic Quest at all? 
I've heard great things about it, but have not had a chance to watch. And it's supposed to be so against type for him too. Yeah, yeah. The, I'd say the show's got its ups and downs, but he is brilliant on it. Um, just such a clever comedic actor. Um, but my favorite, I think, I've got to go for the Dean. Yeah, Craig Pelton. Yeah, it's just so OTT. It's glorious. I, um, I'm looking forward to watching his journey again from he starts as quite a minor role doesn't he and then he, he grows and expands in many ways he is the first person who talks in the show though ah. like he's he lay you'll we'll talk about this next next episode but he lays down the actual like the groundwork for the show right out of the gate community is through his perspective <laughs> yeah. my favorite dean i'm sorry we're just going to talk about favorite moments maybe every once in a while here but <laughs> when he does that rap when he's in oh, like that oh, peanut yes. butter thing and the rap gets so scary that he ends up scaring himself like he gets so intense like, Where did come from? <laughs> i feel like he's so flamboyant all the time but they don't ever go for like the easy gay joke where they don't do they, mm. they manage to let him be weird and crazy without saddling him in a way that feels like tropey or um or just or or uh overdone i don't know i he's so well handled yeah and he goes and he's even able to handle like main you know being the star of certain episodes like the focal point of the documentary episode where they're making the commercial (laughs) that i mean that was brilliant he he really and he's one of the writers of the show i think too really yeah he's a writer and director too isn't he he's made a couple films um Yeah. yeah My runner-up is probably Troy because he's just so joyful. He's perpetually like 10 years old and excited about everything. And, um, you know, how can you not love that? But after thinking about this a lot, my favorite character might actually be Britta. Um, I either relate to her or am terrified I am her way too much. Uh, she's somebody who I, I love the characters in community. That was something I was going to say before. I feel like the, you know, this show could be family guy. That's just a thousand jokes and references a minute. And it's not. And one of the reasons it's not is because it's got such strong characters who wear their flaws so openly and are really kind of defined by their flaws. And Britta is somebody who cares so much and wants so deeply to make a difference and to be seen making a difference but at the same time can't muster the energy to actually do anything that would make a difference. And whenever she tries to do something, she just fails. <laughs> whenever she tries to do the cool thing or even just the stuff that everyone else is doing, she can't ever make it work. And I think my heart goes out to her so strongly that um, even though she doesn't get the same kind of punchlines as everybody else, I, I just love her to death. I'm shaking my fist at you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> because you took my choices and mine are flipped. What? Really? Mine are flipped. Really? My, my, fir- my first one is Troy, and my second one's Britta. I was ready to get stoned for Britta. Okay, that's I thought. Yeah, I thought nobody else would mention Britta. I mean, Troy, by far, he's Danny Glover. Oh, my gosh, he's so good. Yeah. Donald. I'm Donald Glover. Can I say Danny Glover? Danny Glover's Different. also so good. <laughs> I'm too old for this show. <laughs> yeah. He would have been a pretty cool Pierce. <laughs> Let's see that. <laughs> But no, Troy, I just every time I, I think about halfway through mid season one, he really starts like that inner child starts to come out of him and he bonds so tightly with Abed and they become uh, 
the bromance is real. Like they just they become like these giddy kids running around college together. That's the kind of friendships I remember. And he just he has he's able to deliver the most ridiculous lines with like a very straight face or he gets you know like he can act stupid but he can also act genuine and i love it when he goes on that arc of being like a brilliant plumber the goodwill hunting plumber (laughs) kind of thing and he goes to the air conditioning school and all everything about that is just great Uh, i always feel like the show the show lost a bit of its soul when troy left Uh, but i al i'm totally with you on bretta uh, my perspective's a little bit different. I mean, she again, that character took a little bit until they really leaned into her hypocrisy and her um, just her dorkiness, like Bagel, you know, all these <laughs> dumb things. Like when she starts taking psychology and she tries to psychoanalyze everybody. The, was it denial was one of the, the, the stages of grief? You name any name other stage? Any, <laughs> name any other stage. What are you, my final? <laughs> Like her back and forth with Jeff is great, and, and I, I just love also the fact that um, I, I know we mentioned the diver- or I mentioned the diversity of the show, but part of the diversity is um, they they touch on the religious diversity of the cast, but also the political diversity, and all this is very light. Like none of this really goes super heavy down into West Wing territory, but uh, Br- Britta really represents like the very ultra liberal uh, on campus that gets you know totally saturated and buys into the the collegiate liberal lifestyle and i i like the fact that the show is willing to poke fun at that usually these kind of shows would only feel comfortable poking at conservatives and so i love that dan Harmon's like everybody's gonna get poked fun at it's just it's just funny you know like it's okay sometimes everybody takes things a little too seriously and you just need to back it down a smidge and so I, I love that they do that with Britta. And she just, the whole run, once she really gets going, is just great. I've never thought about this before, but I wonder if part of my love for Britta also comes from my first job out of college was I worked at the bookstore for Wesleyan University, which is the school that PCU is based on. Mm. And it is, um, you can really see it. Uh, I have a lot of love for Wesleyan and the students and everything there, but you walk on that that campus green and go, Oh, yeah, I definitely see where that movie came from. And I wonder if my years working in that bookstore with that student body have informed my my love of that character. I've never thought about that before. So, okay, we talked about main characters. We each have our favorites. What about, like, side little side characters? Little, like, one-shot roles or reoccurring little, you know, one-note characters? Anybody who's not in part of the main cast. who Pick one. I'll go first. This time, so Al can't steal mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Garrett. Garrett is, oh, he's he's a hilarious actor, and he he's just he grabs that nerdy, that fat, sweaty, nerdy role, and he's just so earnest about it. And every time he's on, he usually just has like a couple words, but those words always send me in stitches. So Garrett, Garrett for the win. I might go for uh, uh. Dr. Ian Duncan, actually, John Oliver, um, which is one of many kind of roles in the show that I feel like I'm now so much more familiar with the actor. So it's going to be interesting uh, re-watching from this new perspective, knowing them much better. Same with Donald Glover. Um, and is is Community where John Oliver 
kind of became known or was he i think he was on the daily show before right? that right yeah. yeah 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 well that's where i got to know him and um yeah i think his character's great um and really uh is a is a great i uh, really blends well with the dynamic of the group i think him and he really brings the best out of jeff jeff uh by which i mean often the worst out of jeff uh which is great <laughs> There's a couple seasons he's almost a main character, and it's mm. kind of a shame they couldn't keep him. Like, he's there, and then suddenly he's just gone, and then he kind of reappears, and then he's gone again, and it's he's he's a very funny guy. John Oliver's character was mine, too, for all the reasons you said, basically, so Thomas totally took mine. Yes, correct answer. <laughs> we got to start these rivalries now, people. The grudges. Yeah, a rumble brewing, man. No, it's my favorite character. No, it's mine. <laughs> the only solution is to just cut him in half, and that way you can each have half of him. <laughs> and both of them would be saturated in alcohol, so <laughs> you'd be able to get drunk pretty easy. Well. And then you had the interaction between Chang and Ian when um, there's a restraining order, and Ian <laughs> realizes that he has like 50 feet or whatever. He's like, isn't that interesting? And he holds out his hand, and they put in that sound effect, like the force is pushing him back. I'm like, Dan Harmon, I know the guy can be really trying and sometimes a jerk, but he was so brilliant at these putting in all these wonderful, geeky little details. Mine is probably Starburns. Starburns. I, I, I love so much the character who he very clearly is looking for attention with his Starburns, but now that they call him Starburns, the only thing he wants to be called is Alex. It's almost his catchphrase. My name is Alex. <laughs> and he's another writer or showrunner or something like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Learning all kinds of things. We barely got yeah. started. It was exciting. Um, yeah, no, I just, I think, he, I think I like him a little better before he's explicitly a drug dealer. Um, I like him when he's just sort of creepy and weird. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I, and I like his... Uh, his evolution as it goes from Starburns from Starburns to with a hat, and then Starburns with a hat and a lizard, and <laughs> <laughs> there's something about that just tickles me every time. You know, I almost want to throw in a really dark horse here and and say Vicky. She was my second. Yeah, yes. She's not in a lot of episodes, but when she is, I just kind of really love her. Like she glares like nobody's business. She gets a love story. And she's the perfect meh person. <laughs> you guys kind of spoiled it. We were, we were going to talk about favorite episodes, and you already mentioned the D and D episode. So I'm going to I'm going to give that to you as a freebie on your bingo chart. Take another one. What's another? What's your favorite episode of the show? Well, I'm going to be the vague memory guy again. Um, I don't know the names of these at all, but there's one with like a trampoline in a maze. <laughs> And they're like jumping on the maze and they're so happy when they jump on the maze. I'll never forget it. I forget everything else about the episode and what the name of it is. But I love that episode because of that. Um, do, you know, do you guys know which one that is? Yeah. Yes. That's the trampoline episode. That's beautiful. <laughs> the Secret Garden episode. episode is what I call it. Yeah, so good. I'd say mine is that remedial chaos theory, I think it's called. Ah, it's you party. stole mine. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's that the is one that. with all the timelines, the different. I'm sorry. I mean, objectively, that's probably the correct answer. I think <laughs> everybody always mentions that one or Modern Warfare, which is the first paintball episode. 
Mm. which is kind of almost where like that that is where the show really started to go heavy into references and taking a concept and kind of molding it onto Greendale. I mean, if we're going to look at this, like the whole first season is kind of normal, like in comparison <laughs> to the rest of the, like it's crazy. And yeah, they're going to, but they're kind of going to classes and they're doing their stuff. But once modern warfare hits, it's like anything goes. And every, almost every episode after that is kind of like a high concept, crazy ride of, all sorts of different things, but remedial chaos theory gets pulled up a lot. I, I've never seen somebody else mention this, so I'm just going to put it out there. I love the one where they're in the KFC Winnebago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was almost going to mention that one too. Yes. Oh, it's 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 a brilliant like Apollo 11 uh, slash space camp kind of romp. It's it's like everything this show is. It took a really high concept and it made it stupid and weird and they just totally go with it, and it references the 80s, and there's so many stinking hilarious jokes in it, and and the the characters know that it's ridiculous. Like, Jeff's like, this is dumb. We're just, we're in a Winnebago. Nobody's getting hurt here. You know, the, the stakes are very, very low, but the way that they filmed it felt very cinematic, and I love that. I love that Abed makes them walk in slow motion toward the, the thing. It's just, <laughs> that kills me. That's a great poll. Um, now, if I if I can't choose remedial chaos theory, um, my next favorite would be uh, mixology certification. I had to look up the name of that one, but that is where Troy turns twenty one and they decide to take him out to the bar. That's interesting. Tell me why you because that's my least favorite episode. Really? See, yeah. I I think that to me is an episode that is again it's kind of all about the characters. I I, I love the idea that we it it is a little dark and a little sad. It's not the, it's not the romp. It's not the, the Gonzo episode that so many of the great ones are, but I feel like it's very down to earth. I think it, it helps. It helps me inform a lot about who the, you know, who the characters are and tells you, tells me, especially about Shirley just tells me like something that I don't know before. It gives, it gives me a new depth into who she is. And it tells me a little bit about Troy too, because he is so perpetually, again, the goofy 10 year old. And, the idea that at the end of that he makes an adult decision to you know what I don't actually think I want to do this is I don't know I, it just it feels a little mature and in a show that is that doesn't make it good automatically but in a show that is so relentlessly goofy I don't know I just appreciate that it does something different I've heard, I've heard some I've heard several people mention that as as a standout and I've always kind of been like I I wanted to hear their reasoning so thank you for sharing that yeah. I disagree, but I do know. <laughs> well, now we must duel. Yeah, obviously. No, you can. Have, well, and when we were talking about favorite characters, I was kind of thinking also the flip side of that, which are the the characters that almost nobody picks. And I think Shirley is always at the top of that list. Like, I, I was really wrestling with the character of Shirley almost every time I go through this series because it feels like the writers never know what to do with her. Hmm. And they... And I feel really bad because she has a lot of potential. She has some great scenes. She has some great episodes. But it's almost like they got, okay, they could play the the overly fanatical, slightly hypocritical Christian card. Or they could play the motherly, slightly hypocritical middle-aged woman card. Or they, you know, like she has these different modes. Like she can be a bit sassy. She can be um, a bit meek. But, like, what's her thing? Like, they tried to make it baking for a while, but that fizzled. And I don't know. Like, 
like I always feel super bad for Shirley. Like she's part of the group, but where's where's her praise? Where's her adulation? Did she? Is this correct that Shirley uh, never d- didn't have many kind of episodes where she was the feature, whereas all the other characters pretty much got that right? Yeah, like in the first season, I think the first half dozen episodes, they went every episode tended to feature one of those the main characters mm. more and so she got like the gossip episode uh yeah but she doesn't you know like she got her little arc with the sandwich shop but you know i um the 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 foosball episode her and jeff that was a big one mm. yeah because as you say it's like it's possible to imagine yeah her having much more um hilarious content like she's right there she's ready for it um it'd be great but yeah they never really tapped into it which is interesting maybe in the movie and you were kind of saying earlier thomas that this show has a lot of behind the scenes drama and there's Mm. i mean the whole the whole run of the show is bizarre like there's (laughs) you know the the creation of it the back and forth the with the with the network and how many times it almost got kicked off the air and when it did get kicked off the air and when it changed showrunners and when they got Dan Harmon back and when it went to Yahoo for some reason. And like all of this is, is a whole bunch. But I think the biggest, if we ever want to open the box of drama, we over, ever want to open that Pandora's box, probably the biggest thing would be Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I don't, I'm sure he'll come up here and there, but why don't we talk about that? What what do you guys think about Chevy Chase as the actor? And I know he's kind of the one person who was very against the show, uh, against Dan Harmon. Um, and also his kind of his character sometimes is very problematic. I'm not just saying that like, oh, hey, they wrote in a character who is openly racist and mean uh, and, and ugly at times, but also kind of just really sticks out and never quite like his arcs are very like he never quite learns his lesson he never gets to a point like where you go oh yeah pierce is generally nice now or we like him uh, because next episode they can make him really sour and mean again so what i i just kind of want to throw that out i know this is not as happy and fluffy but let's dig into this a little bit what do you guys think of chevy chase and pierce i have heard that it was not a good experience to work with him. I don't remember where I saw that, but I read that the other cast members said it wasn't a good experience to be around him. And just knowing other things I've heard about him, it, it, I feel like it colors how I view him now. Like I'm always looking at the interactions and wondering what was going on behind the scenes. Um, and as far as his character goes, I don't, I don't like him that much. I don't dislike him enough for that to be interesting. I, I feel like every episode I just don't care when he's on screen all that much. And I almost feel like I kind of know where he's going to go next, if that makes sense. Just doesn't interest me. Yeah, I forget a lot of the finer details, but um, I kind of almost enjoy and it almost feels like something that Dan Harmon would (laughs) construct, particularly for a show this self-referential and about TV, that he is this bigoted character who eventually gets kicked off the show it's like it's almost that's almost perfect for community it's like that's the story itself um so i kind of enjoy it when you combine the 
the text itself and the drama around it into a story. I, I can't help feeling a little bad. He is Chevy Chase, apparently. Uh, you know, more than one person has considered him to be a real jerk. And I guess this show was no exception. But from what I've seen and, and what I've read, he really kind of felt like, I don't understand my character. I don't understand why it's funny. I don't understand why he's mean all the time. I I just, I, I wish there could be more to him than that. And I can definitely sympathize with that. But I also feel at the same time, honestly, when I was in high school, he wasn't 65, but we had a Pierce in our group, for, in our group of friends, for sure. And he was still a friend, and uh, he remains a friend to this day, sort of. And in my workplace right now, there is definitely a Pierce in my office. You know, a lot of us are in our 30s and 40s or younger, but there's definitely a guy there who is, you know, he is not the cartoon character that Pierce is, for sure. I do feel like the character represented something real, and I just don't think that Chevy Chase, I don't think he likes to be a villain, even though in real life he apparently fits the role quite well. But I'm glad, and that's that older person there, that's part of a community college life also. You know, again, like I said, I went, I go to a, I advise at a small local college in Connecticut, and I recognize every single person on that show. They're in our classrooms, for sure. I think there are times that he's a very sympathetic character. Um, they're just, it's not very consistent. I mean, that's so, mm. I just ha- kind of have to shrug and, and say that. But uh, it's, it's, he mentions in the show that, you know, first of all, he's a wealthy guy. He doesn't need to be in community college. But in the show, he says he's been there longer than anybody else has, like 10 plus years, because he's lonely. He's, he's desperately lonely. He, Out of all the people in the Greendale 7, you know, maybe aside from Jeff, like he's the one person who really needs a family. And yet he has the hardest time fitting in because what he thinks is funny isn't actually funny. I, I, we did favorite characters. We did favorite episodes. Can we do can we even say favorite seasons? Do you have? I know some of some of us haven't even watched the entire run, and that's okay. I won't have you out yourself. I think I remember. For me, it's got to be season two or three. I think three, because if I remember, they're both great seasons, but the third one's kind of even more out there and wild and wacky. It's got the uh, uh, multiple realities and such. So I'm gonna go season three because it's crazy. Season three is when the wheels come off the train. I, I, I'm sorry, no, that's a bad thing. the The good version of what, that's it's when things really just flow for me. Things get ridiculous, and we know the people well enough and the cast well enough that, yeah, I, I think they can really kind of go any go anywhere and do anything. And I'm on board. I, I agree totally. Well, Dude, season four, come on, ghastly gear. <laughs> Nobody will ever ever pick that. So sad. <laughs> I'd agree. Season three is amazing. Well, I, I guess it's no secret at this point. I'm the one that hasn't seen all of the seasons. I don't have a favorite season. Well, we're gonna have to ask you that at the end of all this run. Yeah. Yeah, let's, <laughs> because let's maybe see. a lot of maybe maybe some of the our choices will change too. Like we'll go through this experience together and go, oh, dude, you know, Britta wasn't my favorite after all. It was magnitude. Pop, pop. You will see that. For me, maybe I'll get to like Britta more is what I'm hearing because it, I haven't, I haven't, I just rewatched season one and I I think you were the one, Justin, that said something earlier about season one. They didn't really get their stride with her. 
And I'm seeing that because I'm just not that interested in her. She was going to be, if you asked who our least favorite was, she was going to be my least favorite. We didn't even talk about Annie. By the way, nobody's oh, mentioned yeah. Annie. <laughs> like, she's part of this group, guy. <laughs> Annie and Abed are almost just shoved over there. Which is surprising because they're amazing. That's... They're good, yes. <laughs> she's uh, Allison Bree has such great comedic timing. And and she's got pretty good chemistry, almost with you know, like one on one with every other character on the show. They could pair her up with anybody, and she's usually pretty good. And I'm actually a little surprised there hasn't been more Abed talk. Given the three out of the four of us used to write for a, you know, write for a, a, a cult movie website, one would think that's the guy who is nothing but references <laughs> would get a bit more of a spotlight in this episode. I'm a little surprised that that hasn't happened. It's almost like he becomes too meta at points but then it loops back around and it's fun again See, yeah when i started re-watching season one i was like oh man troy 100 percent my favorite with abed behind and then suddenly towards the end of season one i was like i don't know i really like abed though but it, his constant references did put me off i know that sounds weird like al said <laughs> considering what how we all met or the three of us met um yeah, it was too much for me at first, and I really do love the way that Donald Glover plays Troy. So, but man, Abed, he's fun. He can be a like his character can be a jerk sometimes. Like oh, they yeah. can all, mm. they can all, and we haven't really talked much about Jeff either. Uh, and he's sort of supposed to be like our our leading man, and in any other show, he would be the straight man. He'd be the the Michael on Arrested Development, you know, who's, who's the same guy, but he's not really like he's messed up. And I like that one episode where they just reference that he's always texting. And who is he texting? Because everybody knows it's in that room. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's just kind of very insecure. And he's yanked out of his element where he was just a shark in, in a whole pool of sharks. And now he's kind of playing a weird father figure to a group of weirdos. So we, we're really excited. Uh, our very next episode, we're going to start in on the pilot episode there on the very first one that aired all the way back in the day. And we're going to go right through season one. So seasons one, two, and three are full seasons. Uh, seasons four, five, and six are truncated. They're only like 13 episodes each. So it starts going faster and faster. And of course we didn't even mention how in seasons five and six we have a big turnover of the cast and we get some of these new characters in and one other thing justin i'm excited yeah. to re-encounter actually is um the soundtrack by ludwig Göransson, um who of course i didn't know at the time but now he's one of the biggest composers about <laughs> so that's going to be cool to see his work oh and the um those just observing the progression of the work of those directors who do them did the Marvel films. I forget forgetting their names. The Russos, the Russo brothers. Yeah, the Russos. Yeah, they they have some great pedigree on this show. It's a, it's a true joy to watch. Any any final last thoughts? Any random things you want to say about Community before we wrap up today's episode? Pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today's show. Uh, if you want to follow us? Definitely do so on Twitter. At 101 Rewatching. That's our Twitter handle, 101 Rewatching. It only gets better from here, people. You know, pilot episodes, they're always awkward. They're always weird. It's always a bunch of people who've never worked together before. But by the end of this first season, we're just going to be best buds. I can tell. So we want to thank you for tuning in. 
to Community Rewatching 101. We're going to start with the pilot episode in a couple weeks. This will be a bi-weekly show just to kind of accommodate all of our different schedules. True fact, because Thomas is in Australia, the rest of us have to record at night. So he records first thing in the morning <laughs> and he can tell us what happens the next day. It's really cool. We get Spoilers. all sorts of tips about the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Al, Heather, Thomas, thanks for joining us tonight, and I can't wait to start. Thanks, Justin. You're the best podcaster in the world. (sighs) That's another $100. (laughs) You need to stop. All right. Take care, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye, everyone.